welcome to an episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. I am Triforce Todd, and I am sick, <clears throat> but I shall endure. And joining me today, as I endure my sickness, is of course Wario Will. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Guys, it, it's got its whole tentacle hold on me. Splatoon is calling my name. Ah, from Eastern <laughs> to. Fall guys to Octopath Travel 2, it's got it's, it's now pulling me back in this first season. Ah, help me, it's pulling me back in. Scott, I know I haven't I... introduced you yet, but I'm, I need to ask you a question. You heard what he said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Phrasing, dude. Phrasing. <laughs> like, especially because it's you, Will. You, sh you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and Skull Kit Scott here. Yay! I am too busy to have to worry about Splatoon right now. Yeah, as am I. Mm, good for you, boys. Good for you. <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very good for us, because unlike you, apparently, we're not wrapped in tentacles for unknown reasons. I mean, ironically enough as well, Fall Guys, as with the SpongeBob demon, all that, so it kind of goes all both ways. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right, so we have a very interesting show for you today. Some of it will be about Splatoon. We'll also be covering the uh, Pokemon Presents in our news segment. But first, what have you been playing? Well, we all know what Will's been playing, apparently. <laughs> He's all tied up at the moment. More but, or less. More like. Or less. It, but for the majority of us here on the podcast, we have been playing Octopath Traveler 2 at last. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we'll dedicate a good amount of time to each of us talking about the game our uh, initial, ex I don't know about how far we are in the game, I haven't asked, but uh, we'll talk about how far we are, keep things somewhat light on spoilers, like go chapter one if you must. Right, 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 at most chapter one of each character, yeah, Chapter yeah. one of each is fine. Uh, you know, we'll talk about, you know, the combat system, is what we're liking, what we're not liking, and, uh, you know, how we think things might grow over the next week of us playing, if we have the time. Mm -mm. So, I will go first, because I'm the host. So this is, of course, one of my most anticipated games of the year, and I honestly haven't played the original Octopath Traveler since I beat it like mm -hmm. years ago. Right, right. I remember. I remember. Yeah, because I've, I've, you know, I, I've, I've been busy since then. But uh, it was very interesting to get back into this and not just hear the opening theme, which I saw so many people doing covers of on Twitter. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but uh, I, I wish I was that talented because I totally would do it, but. I, I had to readjust, if mm. that makes sense, because I just came off of an RPG experience with Fire Emblem and Game, right. a very straightforward story, versus here, where I have to, you know, jump around and do all these different chapters, and then I'm mm. thinking in my mind, okay, I'm doing, you know, it says it's 70 hours to complete the story, and here I am at this point in time, so how many chapters do I have to complete to beat all the stories? So, it definitely took some readjustment, because... Some of the chapters are short. Some of them have branching paths, like with the Ochad or Casti or oh. Um So, like, a chapter will be split in, like, like 2A, 2B, 2C, something like that. Ah, okay, 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 okay. And so I'm like, okay, and then I'm like, I'm looking all over the map, and I'm like, okay, where, where should I go to next? You know, plotting my next spot. But once, like, I got into it and, like, the stories really started to jive, um, I'm really, really liking it. They have some really fun twists on the stories with the characters mm, 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 you know there's there's some familiar stuff with you know your revenge stories you know a thief wanting to be free of a certain bond but 
they diverge in heavily from where we were with the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, what is my favorite story right now? Um, ooh, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's been some very interesting ones. I, I, I think a surprisingly Casty. Oh, okay. Is okay, one of my okay. because uh, I'm pretty far in her story. I just completed all of chapter two, and the story of how she lost her memory and how it's like slowly coming back to her. They do a really cool visual trick. Oh, the apothecary, the apothecary. The apothecary to, to invoke her memories. It's a really cool thing. And I'm enjoying, you know, going through that. Uh, Temenos, the the uh, the cleric, he he has a, a surprisingly deep story. And he's just a fun character. Like, <laughs> his, his whole thing is that, you know, he's an inquisitor, which is the complete opposite of the last cleric we had. And he's like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> and like, he... there's this holy knight he's, he partners with a lot called Crick. Okay, these names sometimes really can really get me. His name is Crick. <laughs> I have I, I had a Crick once. It was in my back. Come on. <laughs> that was a joke. Laugh, dang you. <laughs> there you go. See, I have Scott on command now. I just have to say laugh, and he doesn't. <laughs> um, but like, he, like, Crick is like, you know, oh, this clearly is what we have to do. And Temenos goes, nah, not really. It's like, and he's like, gods, forgive us. Like, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Basically, he's that snarky clerk, like, oh, I, I am a servant of the Lord, but I'm just doing things my way. He ha- he, just, he basically travels around that gray area, yeah. basically. He, he's... I can heal you, but I can't cure stupid. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's perfect. I can heal you, but I can't fix stupid. Yeah, I love that. And uh, he, he kind of, he's not full tilt Sherlock, but he's very along that line. He mm-hmm. has this very cool way of like breaking down a crime scene and uh it's it's very engaging and i have no idea where everything is going but it's pretty fun and some of the other ones are great i like hikari as a character. uh yeah 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 okay 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 but that's just me probably because i like samurais a lot if not obvious by the uh anime <laughs> no <comic>. you don't <laughs> say, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> no, no. But uh, I might have to name a character after Hikari in my comic out of respect for him. But yeah, he's got, ooh, he might be the Emperor. That's actually a great name for an Emperor. Emperor Hikari. Uh, but no, he's a pretty cool character. I still got to dive deeper into the story, but that's taking some fun twists. Uh, you know, each one has its merits. It's still, I'm still pretty early, but I'm enjoying it. The combat system is like flawless. I love oh, by it. all means. Yes, I, I agree, love I agree. this combat system, especially once you, you find your dedicated party. My current <laughs> one is. Uh, uh, Patri- How do you say his name? Paterio? Patrio? Uh, Pat, dang it. Yeah, his name is a little bit hard to get. Yeah, Pat! Yeah. I'm going to call him Pat. Uh, he's, he, him, Hikari Oswald, Oswald, and then uh, the fourth member I swap out for whoever I need in the story. My go-to is actually Agnia, which I did not expect, <sighs> because she starts out not very strong. But when you partner her with a character, like oh, like one of the bystanders, she gets special ability slash effects. So I accidentally drafted this uh, this flower dude. And so every time she does a dance now, she gets 500 HP and five, or 50 SP brought back to her. Or to any teammate that I dance towards. And I'm like, dude! <laughs> like, that's perfect! <laughs> So I'm I'm actually scared to give her someone else because I'm like I really like this guy because he's he's perfect for uh uh helping me. So yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, some of the others I I I'm, I'm not a fan of, but that's just because of 
you know, their their skit, their skill sets and whatever. Particia, uh, there it is. Uh, Particia. But, really weird name. Particio uh, Yellow Will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the most Australian man you will ever meet in a video game. <laughs> like, like wrecking cars, you know, like then there, there, chickadee, you know, we gotta get us some of them there. <laughs> Pretty much that accent of his. I mean, I, I like it because again, it also reminds me of good old America and all that. But yeah, just like, and of course, he is the filthy capitalist that he is. But <laughs> no, 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 he is the best form of a capitalist. At, at least he wants to spread who yeah, eliminates poverty. Was, that, yes, yeah. yes, he's yes. not filthy because he's the opposite, he wants to spread the wealth, everyone. He's arguably a socialist, which is not a bad thing. It's not a dirty word. Communism is the bad word, okay? Socialism, get it right. Socialism isn't as bad, but we're not going to get into that because we'll spend an hour. This uh, isn't the POP. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For the record, socialism is defined as a political or economic theory of social organization where at, which advocates that means that a production, distribution, exchange should be owned and regulated by the community as a whole. So, you know, instead of having the wealthy jerks at the top, everyone has a say. Does that really sound so bad? I digress. So, but yeah, I'm, look, the, the combat is flawless, and it really helps when you have, like, certain patterns, you know? <laughs> Especially when you're trying to level up the characters that you ha you don't have in your party, and all of a sudden you're, like, have a character, like, ten levels above, and you gotta kind of catch them up so you can do their next mission. Uh, okay, so they they kept so yeah. it's not like simultaneous leveling like, like with Pokemon. You have to load them up individually. Yeah, and you know for and that's actually one of my biggest gripes is that when I'm doing something like say Fire Emblem, I I can understand you know not having shared EXP because I'm having a large party and more than like, times than not I'm gonna keep the the characters that I like outside of maybe a few situations. <laughs> this you have a set character party you have eight characters and the whole point is that you're swapping them in and out to do the shared stories or their main missions and like right now i have i think Taminos is at level 15 i think maybe and then but then my main three guys patricio ikari and oswald they're at level 29 so when I go to Temenos' next level, I'm going to have to equip him and then take them all to like a highly leveled area and then try and keep him alive as I level him up quickly. Okay, okay. At times it's fine, but other times it's really annoying. And I remember I remember having to do that in the last game too. So. Yeah, like uh, th th that kind of mechanic. Like, oh, if they're not in the active party, they don't get EXP. Come on, we learned that since in the PS2 days in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Do we have to repeat this thing again here in this game? It's like, so no, bad. Pokemon does shares. Why can't we do this here? Or at least, like, I don't know, even Persona 5 has that mechanic eliminated. Come on. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I mean, Mass, I was playing Mass Effect before this, and that had one now. It does, now you could still have like a slight edge over certain characters based on certain factors and obviously yes there are skills where you can get them more exp depending on what they have but it's kind of annoying that i have to grind sometimes like really hard <laughs> and sometimes i got lucky i found like a hidden place which was a secret dungeon where i got a bunch of cool stuff and that was fine for grinding it because it was a couple levels above where i had i think Casty at the time but i'm not always that lucky and when you're going back to an area that has like level five areas around you and you're at level 29 that kind of sucks. Uh, okay, okay, okay. The okay. other big gripe I have is uh, the side quests. Oh. They don't really give you any information about what you're supposed to do. Uh. Yeah, so for example, 
in uh, one of the chapters, you meet this girl who's at a graveyard. And she's talking about how she's going to die, like, literally. And she, you know, she doesn't have anything to live for and whatever. And then that's it. And it's like, and so it begins, you know, the, the wish of, the, of a certain girl. And, like, okay. And just off of dumb, uh, just off of instinct, I'm like, well, maybe if I inquire about her, maybe I'll get more information. Because I had Oswald at my party. And sure enough, she goes, she had, like, three wishes that she wanted to complete before she dies. And I'm like, okay, this is good. But where do I get some of this stuff? Like, I had no, I have no guidance on a lot of these side quests. And sometimes you get lucky, and it's simple enough. Oh, I left this thing in this town. I just have to go there and get it. Like, okay, that's fine. But then other times it's like this. And if I didn't inquire, I would have no idea what to do with this girl. And I still don't know. I, I, where am I supposed to get this book? Where am I supposed to? Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, I would like a little more guidance, especially since you oftentimes get really cool stuff for, you know, your side quests. And it's, I, I want more. I, I want more. I don't need everything spelled out, but at least a hint. Mm, so they're kind of going with the whole Elden Ring side quest, basically like, you know, you gotta explore, figure out yourself, that's it. Well, as a, as a heathen, I never played Elden Ring, you know, I refuse to give From Software my money. <laughs> I, I've, I've never done a, a Dark Souls or Elden Ring or Sekiro, I've never done any of those, not my style, but... I know it's not it's not hindering my experience because I'd rather just focus on the main missions. But if I was a completionist, I'd be going to like the internet to find guides. Like, okay, what's this one? Where do I go? I would be doing that like a lot because there's plenty of side quests and like every time you go to, there's at least like two or three side quests you can do. And I have no idea how to do like all of them. Mm -hmm. Wish they handled that a little bit better. But overall, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm not sure if, whether I'm enjoying this as much as the last one, but that's also because I beat the last one. I have I'm only right now I'm at 22 ish hours in, so pretty good. <coughs> Sorry, pretty good. Not bad. I got hurt because I'm at the beginning of the month, and that's when I have like some a lot of work thrown on me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also didn't get the game until Saturday, uh, and so I actually, despite me saying I wouldn't, I actually only, I only played the demo on Friday. And so I got like the first few hours in, and then I waited to get the the copy that was promised me, and I did it around I think 11 a.m. something like that. <laughs> and then once I got that in, it was like, okay, let's just go. Come on, come on, let's crank it out, crank it out. But so far, I'm really enjoying this game. I, I'll be uh, definitely playing before I go to bed tonight, and I hope it continues the. Oh yeah, the visuals. I forgot the visuals. Stunning. Yep. 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 No doubt. No argument. Beautiful. I mean, they definitely improved on some of the things they did. With the last game, uh, how they handled the sprites, the animations, the backgrounds are so gorgeous. Uh, like I, I'm taking plenty of screenshots, and even with the, how the Switch Switch is less than capable screen capture ability, I'm sure they're still going to look good because that's just how detailed it is. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Right, right, right. And even though like it's on the other consoles like PS4 and PS5, yeah, it's the fact that it still can run pretty good on Switch. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it was originally on Switch. So if you want to go gra graphical fidelity on the other systems, by all means. But again, Octopath Traveler began in Switch, so yeah. <laughs> and you can actually play the first one on Switch if you want to go back. <laughs> yep. I know, I know there is a PC release out there, but I've heard there is like some minor problems, if I recall. I don't know. Yeah. What the Switch version is the best version? Wow! <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like it was like optimized for it or something. 
And, and yeah, like I just might, might as well contribute on to the on the topic. It's just like yeah, like I, I give props to like how much improvement, especially like they they mentioned once we had that off that first alpha demo they released a while back, and then they incorporated all these feedback, including one really appreciated uh, a speed up option for battles. By all means, I I so much love that. Like the times two, they just like speed it up. By all means, it definitely helps with the grind if you want to go pat, get through battles real quickly, and. Yeah, like also, I, I can say as well, they all, I, if I remember correctly, the menu also has some good accessibility options because, like, yeah, from brightness to like E, like, just it definitely allows a lot of customization if you want to want to play a certain way, like, if you want to listen to like volume based and all that. But that's basic options. And going like for you, for me in the story, personally, for me, I, I started with the warrior and like, yeah, kind of repeating myself because I began with Oberk in the first game, and yeah, like, beginning with Ku, because. And just that setting, I'll be like, oh, the cursed bloodline. Like, oh, okay, interesting. That's the twist of it all. And like, got to face up against your like uh, true blood brother, but and realize that you only a, a half blood is like, uh, okay. There is that basic uh, things are like, oh, being uh, uh, deceived from your best friend to like being like uh, banished, like being chased out from your home. From your kingdom that is meant to be yours and like from a hungry brother warmonger is just like yeah it feels it, it's definitely that basic story that i've come to appreciate from like the warriors uh beginnings of each story but yeah like the the placing the setting and as you said todd like the the settings itself the world itself is just like absolutely beautiful and the the the, 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 the ambience like the obvious, like the fact they have like the waterfall, like the water flowing, all that's like, yeah, it really, really pulls you in. So, from with combination of the music, so that's that. And I only managed to finish the, the first chapter of of Ku of Hikari, but just like seeing like the diff, especially like the the day the day night mechanic, uh, which you can t um, toggle in between at a, at a press for like different um, enemies, uh, event types is like. Yeah, I, I they added that extra layer to it, which that I I really appreciate as well. So yeah, as long as like uh, once I get uh, another free time to head back into it, is like yeah, Octopath Traveler Two is by all means like you won't go wrong with this game. It is a solid JR uh, RPG overall. It's a solid RPG overall. I want to know. I forgot to talk about the the action paths and the day night cycle. I like how the, you know they each have two, but I keep forgetting like which is which at times. And, right, right, right. But right, with right. Agnia, she can. They don't state it, but she basically uses her talents, as they like to say, to basically get whatever item she wants. And so I will. And she only uses it at night, though, which is. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, she's a sweet kid. All right, she's. This isn't like you know. She wants to be a star. Yes, a dancer. Yeah, but uh, so I will go to a town at night, and I would just like go talk to everyone, see like what I can get from her. <laughs> and it's just it's either that or using use throne to you know steal it but that has a, a risk factor versus right right, right right versus agni which is just you just have to be at a certain level so i'm like okay i'll take this i'll take this i'll take this i don't need this but i'm <laughs> taking it anyway give me this give me this yeah basically the grpg rule if it isn't nailed on you take it <laughs> pretty much and you never know what you're gonna get so you know why, why not like it's better to have it than not have it waste not want not right so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're so happy to give it to her it's just like oh you're such a cutie here you go oh it's such a great dance here you go <laughs> yeah it's become the innocent girl like get everything you need to help you through the journey yep that isn't ill will at all <laughs> no 
All right, Scott, how's your journey been going? So I didn't get a whole lot of time to play, but that's also because I got uh, another game I've been playing lately, which was the Trails to Azure. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Go on. And uh, I just basically did the first path um, with the warrior. Okay, uh, okay, okay we'll I'm basic. I, I want to know. I refuse because I refuse to start basic because I'm like, okay, who do I want to start with? Do I want to start with, you know, Hikari because it speaks to my warrior secret. But then I'm like, no, I did Ulbarek and Primrose first because of the demo last time. So I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go to Particio first. And then I'm like, okay, where is he on the map? And then I realized above me was the dancer, below me was the warrior. And I'm like, crap. <laughs> so I literally went up to get Agnia, went down to get Hikari, then went all the way around the map to get everybody else. And so I'm like, fine, basic, guilty, whatever. <laughs> anyway, go all right. So basically, I when I switched over to Trails, I don't even remember where it was at with Octopath. I probably need to remember again. <laughs> but by all means, then then regale us for your uh, journey in Azure, Azure Sky. Alrighty. Well, for any of those who uh, were following me when I was talking about Trails to Zero last year, this is basically an improvement on every way. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Not only with the technical know-how, but also with just storytelling in general with it beginning pretty quickly. It actually reminds me of uh, the Sakurai video of how he was talking about how he likes when like RPGs and when games just put you right into the mix of the first ah, like, okay, 10 minutes yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, that you understand yeah. what's about to happen. And that's exactly what happens. The first 10 minutes, you're just in a dungeon doing something. And then is when it finally, you know, does the... Now, let's tell you the story of this stuff. <laughs> that's what they can promote the, the, the Azure game, the, the Trails games has, has more or less been doing re- recently. I mean, I only played the, the Cold Steel uh, games, yeah. but they've always been doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero's when they started it, but I feel like the zero, like the beginning dungeon in Zero was so small that it didn't really feel like it because you just went to like two rooms before going down the stairs for a fight. This one, you actually had like a full-fledged dungeon in the beginning. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Which is nice. Um, so you get to basically see one of my favorite things about the Trail series is how every game that doesn't necessarily like immediately impact things, but it impacts them slowly. And so you can see how everyone has these kind of issues that go down Mm-mm-mm. from what happens in the end of Zero, which is like they learn that like this big hospital is now part of the cults that is then taken over and then takes over one of the many ver- versions of their police force uh, okay, with okay, okay, drugs okay. kind of a deal. Okay, okay, okay. And then they might control them with these drugs and then they take over and then it puts so much just deceit into people's minds now of just like when they're thinking about these two agencies because like oh well the, these were the ones that were brainwashed last time we can't trust them at all uh, so they're like slowly gaining back their uh trust from society and from the people they're trying to protect or like the hospital then did an entire like reach out to one of the police force that wasn't a part of the brainwashing <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just okay, like okay, okay. we want you to ba- basically take care of like the paperwork and everything so that we know that we can't do anything wrong and that there's nothing to hide gotcha 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 Mm. and so it's just cool just to see like the the atmosphere of the city that you're in just kind of degrade into what it trusts and what it doesn't especially Uh because in like trails to zero the only ones they don't trust are you (laughs) Mm. because you're part of the you're part of the police the like overall just police force 
And nobody likes the police force because of what's something known as the bracers, mm-hmm. who are basically just like the adventurers for hire that do anything to help society kind of a deal. And gotcha. they think that bracers should have full control and authorization, and the police should just stay in the background. Okay, okay, gotcha. gotcha, um, gotcha. So Azure kind of then luckily shows that because of the end of zero your paper your like police section is actually very highly trusted because you're the ones who broke the case <laughs> and so they all like trust and believe you and they also now still trust and believe the bracers so you actually get to have a lot more integrations with working with the police force working with the bracers and working with what's known as the guardian force which are just like the navy seals okay i mean i'm aware of the terms like i have played the critical city yeah the bracer gear basically like yeah they are the in between like yeah 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 the bracers were like initially like created to help the everyday man because everyone else is usually only helped if they have money kind of a deal which you find is kind of ironic in the first sense because bracers have to get paid <laughs> right right so they, right. Have, they somehow monetize helping the everyday man, but I guess it's because they make a lot more concessions rather than just focusing on monetary gains alone. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, again, the world of trails has always been an interesting one. No matter yeah. what it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, the series of trails, like the entirety of like building up each location is actually, I think, really well done, especially with it go it starts really slow in the first like games of their like original series kind of a deal like trails of cold steel for instance starts extremely slow where you just basically go to all these different locations and learn about them mm-hmm. and then this trails of cold steel 2 you're literally put into the middle of the war and going okay now save everyone <laughs> <laughs> What's and, yeah, and it goes on for two more games <laughs> yeah like i really actually really appreciate that because it's like the first game is like building up the world building yeah, up yeah, the yeah, character yeah. showing why you should care and it's not just like the main characters. They build up all the NPCs. They build up every like teacher. They all have a story. Academy. They all have Everyone a story. has a story in this game. Even like the random NPC that's at, like doing doing librarian work has like a character arc within this like one to two game series that they're in. Or in some cases, you'll have a character that's like from the very first series who does absolutely nothing, then show up in like a different game series who actually turns out that he was actually doing impressive things in the first game series. I was just gone over done oversaturated because the world was on fire so they didn't actually get to show you what was going on with him again it intertwines it on yeah so i really love how it like it basically makes every npc important in some regard (laughs) because they all have like their own stories going on they all have their own like struggles they're working with and even in some regards like one character's perception gets extremely changed because of them learning like the truth of something that they originally had big preconceived notions for in the first three games. And then you see them in the next game where they actually learn about the truth of their situation and then it just flips itself on its head. Mm. So you get to see like in real time of them just having their life just changed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I do appreciate of the Trails games. Is like, it is that consistency of all the interactions, of the stories. That's like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. The you thought MCU was was complicated, and yeah, go to tra- the Trails games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love the Trails games, um, especially this the Crossbell arc, if only because one of the NPCs is named Bracer Scott. <laughs> nice 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 but yeah and so yeah good good to hear that you've been enjoying the trails games as well so yes like and also i'm just wondering like a little bit on on the inside but i i guess we might should talk about our luck with in (laughs) fey 
I mean, uh, yeah, so in case for all you uh, Fire Emblem Heroes players out there, the Legendary Banner is currently out right now with uh, Legendary uh, Robin. And overall, he is a very good, solid uh, Earth unit. Obviously, he's not going to replace uh, Nias with his full, full uh, cavalry, but if you want a good, solid support unit, and yeah, Legendary Robin is definitely a good offset for Legendary Krom, which is the, <laughs> the funny thing. Is title is <laughs> There's being... a reason they're legendary. No, <laughs> and yeah, personally for me, I got uh, uh, Robin in only 10 polls, which, and Scott, I believe you only got him in your first poll. I got him in the free poll, and I was just like, one and done, baby. <laughs> and I haven't gotten him at all, because I pulled once and didn't get him, and I didn't try again, even though I have like 800 orbs. <laughs> well, you don't have to get him if you don't want him. You don't have to. I mean, this banner is not as uh, not as like pulling you through. It's not game breaking. Yeah, so you you yes. won't lose too much of it because I know like the next uh, major banner will be getting will be starting on the three on March sixth. So yeah, the next banner won't be too far off. So you can you might want to save some orbs indeed there. So and uh, yeah, just just briefly wrapping up our what we've been playing as well. Like I I will be talking Splatoon three in our in the new section, but yeah, all, as long as I've just been continuing on with uh, Ishin and just just yeah, did you know there's a farming game in this game, um, a farming section in Ishin? Yes, you can actually build some farming. So <laughs> if, if you like. Doesn't if you play, surprise me. <laughs> if you played Yakuza, you know, like, it's just so myriad of other things. You can me. never be surprised once you've experienced at least one or two Yakuza games. <laughs> and yet, it's still not a surprise, even though it's basically an old game remake. <laughs> and, like, yeah, from karaoke to farming to fishing to go shogi to uh, betting on, on chicken races. I, I kid you not, chicken races, and I refuse to use the, the rooster, rooster races, but that's another term to use. I will not use in this PG-13 podcast. But My it, favorite is always the toy carts. <laughs> oh, man, the, the go-karts, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like all these mini games, farming simulation, and actually just I beat Haruko again. Like, yeah, it just feels so great to be in this world again. And plus, again, gun, sword, and just, yeah, seeing all these things again again Ishin, you won't go wrong with Ishin. so by all means get that and of course just wrapping up of course like fall guys as well for those who are still playing fall guys uh currently right now it is a times two exp boost right now so in case you haven't finished your uh battle pass by all means now is a good time so which i still need to do which and of course naturally uh just wrapping it up uh overwatch 2 will be having its first uh one punch man event which have Tatsu uh, Tatsumaki with a uh, Kiriko costume? What? Yeah, I was noticing that. I was like, actually looks pretty good. <laughs> I, I, that's the one thing, like, yeah, Overwatch is now trying to go into the Fortnite territory, like have everyone in the same, so I don't know. This actually may be pulling me into Overwatch 2 just because I, I love One Punch Man. So, uh, yeah, as I said in the beginning, so much choices, and they're all pulling me. They pull me back in, it's everywhere. Uh, I hate it, I hate it. <laughs> I also want to know that Will said wrapping it up like five times. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know we've been going on a little bit. It's almost been like how about forty-five minutes now? Yeah. No, it's it's fine. But uh, yeah. So there's there is a lot going on, and that's why we need to get to the news. So it's time to go down the war pipe. And first, the Pokemon presents. Yes, the twenty-seventh was Mar. Darn it, Pokemon Day. Tenth is Mario Day. We'll get to that soon. <laughs> I have Mario Day on my mind. But, uh, yeah, it was Pokemon Day, which meant we got the Pokemon Presents, and it was a thing. Bleh. Meh. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely what you might call 
bottom tier, if I'm being generous here. And yeah. <laughs> look, we weren't. We all knew that it was there was a possibility that we wouldn't get much. We even talked about this on this podcast. I even said that it might be we only get the DLC, but you kind of hoped that we would get more. I mean, we had expectations low, sure. Okay, so the first thing we need to talk about is the uh, what do you want to call it? The animatronic Pikachu. <laughs> creepy or cute your thoughts i don't know personally it's kind of slightly endearing i i know because i, I know we get it the, the animatronic thing is very off-putting for a lot of people but with pikachu slightly endearing i don't know what to call it. it it's a weird mixture but it's probably a little more creepy than i'd say for me i liked it i'd have that in my house like I mean, Eevee needs a friend. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have that interactive Eevee toy that's out there. Right, 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 right. There you go. So, like, I got, I got my Eevee, so why not get it? I mean, I think it's the eyes. Yeah, yeah, the eyes. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The movement was cool. I'm like, is this just like a full-on animatronic Pikachu? And it, I mean, it, it blinks and all of that. I mean, it doesn't talk, which obviously probably would have put the, the creepy factor a little higher. But... It's just there, you know, moving kind of naturally. I'm like, I, I need, I'd take that. Like, I mean, we're going back to the days of Furby, at least uh, the improved Furby. So. <laughs> oh, I'd take this over a Furby any day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. But I still think it's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I, the, the reason I asked is that. I saw some people say, like, they, an article on the website I frequent. They're like, fans are freaking out over the animatronic Pikachu. I'm like, really? There's, like, three or four of them that are. <laughs> also, doesn't that kind of show how lackadaisical the entire presents was that they're freaking out about the Eve or about the Pikachu? Pretty much. It's just, like, the fact that Pikachu stole, an animatronic Pikachu stole majority of the show is, like, Jeez, like we didn't have that much expectations, but geez, the fact that was like a highlight. Yeah. Anyway, so the first thing they talked about was the Pokemon World Championships, and you'll actually be able to soon play the classic version of the Pokemon Trading Card Game because mm -hmm. World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft did a classic mode, and apparently it's fine. So why not Pokemon? All right. <laughs> At least they're paying tribute with their original design cards, and like that thing I like. That thing I like. Now, to be fair, I. I was a fan of the Pokemon training card game. I did have friends that I played it with. We were very competitive. and But as things time went on, I didn't have anyone else to play with. You know, I, I lost interest. Then I went to Yu-Gi-Oh, which I played with my cousins. So uh, <laughs> I still have my Pokemon cards. I have a, quite a collection, I, I feel. No Charizard, sadly. I never got one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that I mean, I, I understand why they did that. They talked about that last year as well, so that was fine. Uh, the next announcement was Pokemon Concierge. Only on Netflix, and it's canceled. So, <laughs> like, this was a, definitely a highlight for me. Like, okay, we're getting an uh, animation. Oh, live animation. Oh, like stop animation. Oh, okay, now you got my interest. And like that pre that teaser um motion with Psyduck is like, okay, okay, this this looks actually pretty good. And like, yeah, like Pokemon Concierge of like how they get, like the. I don't know. Personally, for me, I always love the stop motion uh, animations of any any work. So, like from Wallace and Gromit and all that. So, robot if they <laughs> oh, and Robot Chicken too, yes. So, yeah, bring it here to Pokemon, and yes, yeah, side eye with other Pokemon by all means. Yeah, give give me more, give me more. 
So I'm, I'm curious about this one. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, where it will go, but you never know. Uh, most people probably miss this. At the top of the screen, they have a line say, I'm happy when you're happy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, going back to the animatronic Pikachu, I'm, I'm scrolling through the presents as this is going on. He has a lot more range of motion. I, I think that might have been... Why he's because he's like moving, moving. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not just yeah. Like, and, and, and like you know his eyes, his head's moving. Like he was leaning into Mr. Genichi, like talking and like um. Okay, that is a lot of movement for a Pikachu. And, okay, I can see kind of why he thought it was crew. I still want it. Like don't get okay. Yeah, this thing, this thing is talk. I, I think it talk. Hold yeah, on. yeah, it does. It does talk, speak. Uh, and so yeah, like the animatronic Pikachu, it definitely is like teetering on that uncanny valley here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I can, I can kind of, yeah, okay, that thing just talks. Yeah, okay, I get it. Fine, you you win. It's a little creepy. I <laughs> if anything, I would do it just to see, just to freak people out. Like I would have that, I would have that on my Comic Con table to bring people. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got like a moving Pikachu, and like, you know, whatever it takes to get people to the table, right? All right. So not surprisingly, and I totally called this. They talked a lot about their mobile games. They gave updates for Pokemon Unite, the Pokemon Cafe Remix, uh, Pokemon Masters uh pokemon go and then we got easily the most unique announcement <laughs> outside of the animatronic pikachu pokemon sleep <laughs> they finally revealed it after like what they like teased it many years ago yeah. yep uh i know what you're thinking how does this work okay so you, you turn on the app you go to bed and it somehow measures your sleep i'm not sure exactly how they how they do that but they measure your sleep capability and then when you wake up you will find pokemon around your snorlax because of course snorlax is the mascot of sleeping and you'll have pokemon based on three different sleep types dozing snoozing and slumbering and so the reward for having a good night's sleep is to wake up and see what Pokemon are there? And they have multiple generations. They showed Kanto and Johto primarily, but there's there's other ones. I see Hoenn in there as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and you might even learn about sleep styles. Okay. Essentially, you're getting judged on how <laughs> you will be judged. <laughs> and yeah, like seeing this news and as well, including with the introduction of the Pokemon uh, Go Plus Plus. Plus Plus. Like okay, I, I get. I remember the original Pokemon Go Plus, which that um, Pokemon armband for Pokemon Go. But the fact they had to put in Plus Plus, like, really? You couldn't give it a, another name? Because Plus was taken by them. Yeah, now, now Disney can't do Disney Plus Plus, even though you know they really want to. I'm sure they do. They do. Yeah, and yeah, like introducing that to go along, uh, like instead of Pokemon Go, you can actually use it with Pokemon Sleep. It's like, and it will have a Pikachu in it, and it, it, for those who buy it, which it currently is on pre-order right now. And it's ironically enough, this announcement was actually the one that actually got me intrigued. Like, because uh, personally for me, like I, I, I just a little fact, I do a uh, fight with sleep apnea, so it's like this thing is kind of interesting. And I've been just recently been told from my doctor that I do need to get more sleep. So this thing, and I know how many people stay up until like I don't know three, four o'clock in the morning, uh, be, be your work schedule with all that, or like working on a game site. Like, yeah, we we definitely need a lot more sleep, people. <laughs> we need sleep. So the fact that. 
I don't know, incorporating Pokemon with sleep behavior. I don't know. If you're a Pokemon fan, by all means, I think this maybe get you into like, I don't know, get more sleep and I don't know, get that, at least get that seven to eight hours at most. And why not have Pokemon help you out with it? So it could be, in this thing, it has potential, I, I, I think. Yeah, it, I'm sure some people are going to like this, but it's just so weird. Like, you're not even playing the game. It's you, you turn on the game, then you go to bed, and then you hope that you sleep well enough to see Pokemon when you wake up. Like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, think of it this way, because, like, I, I see it as, like, a lot of people want, like, that interactive, like, they want a full bump, like, for example, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you want, like, all input actions whatsoever, yes. Like, you want to be uh, interactive as possible. While here in Pokemon Sleep, like, sometimes just people can't muster the energy. They just need something that is basically an, an AFK kind of game that, like, yeah, just turn it on, put it to sleep, and, like, oh, okay, at least I'm getting my hours in, like, I don't know, be it fit. Uh, a fit tracker or some sort of that sort of things so yeah like so seeing something of an afk kind of games and i feel like this is a uh, pokemon company's answer to that afk genre i think yeah so but look uh, yeah was it perfect for pokemon day I, I guess sure but when you're hoping for more and then you get a literal sleep game <laughs> i'm just saying all right moving on to the biggest pieces of news first we have the next paradox pokemon Yes, you didn't think we'd get more of those, but you were wrong! <laughs> so, we're getting two new uh, Paradox Pokemon. I believe they're in the game now. One is called Walking Wake, which is a uh, past Paradox version of Suicune. It weird, but whatever. And then we have uh, Iron Leaves, who is a future Paradox version of Verizian, who I believe is Gen 5? No, 6? I don't remember. I don't remember. Like this, I literally had to struggle to think about who, wh who's that Pokemon. I don't remember. Um, okay, Verizian is a grass fighting type introduced in Gen Five. I called it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. I remember that one. That's with one of the Paldeo Guardians. I remember that movie. Uh, it was alright. So yeah, but th those two are available now, and that I guess that means we can expect more uh, Paradox Pokemon in the future uh oh and pokemon home is i guess available soon in okay they said early 2023 which means it could come out tomorrow for all i know because we all remember what happened with splatoon so yeah yeah <laughs> finally we did indeed get the uh announcement of new dlc or i guess i say the dlc for pokemon scarlet and violet it is called the treasure of area zero now Despite that, it's not directly tied to Area Zero at first. So here's what's going on. In the first part, you're going to go to a uh, brand new land with, with some all-new Pokemon. And you're going to take part in a uh, festival where you're going to investigate a Pokemon that hides behind a special teal mask. And then in the second one, you're going to be part of a student exchange program where you're going to be at the Blueberry Academy, which I instantly want to go to because of that <laughs> name alone. So, oh, yeah. So, sorry. The first the first part of the DLC is called the Teal Mask, and then the second is the Indigo Disc. And when you go to Blueberry Academy, you'll interact with a bunch of people there, and then you'll eventually find a legendary Pokemon that just happens to be beneath the ocean on which the Academy exists upon. Now, not unlike what we got with 
uh, the Sword and Shield DLC. There will be new areas to explore, new characters to meet, new battles to be had, and more returning Pokemon from the past generations. You might have seen a couple of leaks coming around. Uh, who are you going to see? Well, the, those are probably very accurate, but they're only detailing you know, the Pokemon you're going to be seeing returning to the game. So it's, it's nothing too bad. I will say that this looks a lot more unique than the Gen 7 DLC. Like, I didn't get that one forever, for whatever reason. I just wasn't interested. This one seems more interesting because it feels like it's much more story-driven versus just, hey, here's an island, go to that. Right, right, right. It definitely is, like, a more uh, story-based DLC that, like, yeah, an, an afterlog. Like, more or less, I think this DLC can be played uh, wherever, like, you are in, in the game. Like, be it after, post-game, or in, in the middle of your adventure, it seems. So, yeah, and, and and that first wave, I mean, the way they introduced it in the trailer is like, oh, a Matsuri type? Okay, seems <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, and apparently there is a lot of Japanese cultural references was so yeah they prepare for that and the second one is like okay it seems like much yeah it's definitely c based on and they also introduced it some of the of the, of the two legendary pokemon the feet poster pokemon so i don't remember the top of my head but yeah it seems interesting enough to say at least so yeah mm -hmm. scott i am excited to see some of the new paradox pokemon with it, the new dlc to be honest <laughs> See, my big question is, they call it the hidden treasure of Area Zero, but they specifically tell you, hey, you're going to these new regions. So how does it connect back to the crater in Paldea? So something has to give here. And they say specifically this is a two-part storyline. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, you're okay. You go to the festival, that's part one of the story. Then you're going to go to the Blueberry Academy, that's the second part of the story. And I guess maybe afterward, we may have like that epilogue content, kind of like what we had in the main game, where that was all about Area Zero. I don't know. Because mm. we still don't know about the Pokemon that created the crystals that made uh, Terrestrialization a, pro a thing. We, we heard that somebody created, but we don't know who. So maybe that's the hidden treasure? It's like we, le we learned from these Pokemon who was the creator of these crystals? We don't know. But... It's it's interesting to say the least. And uh, the the first part will come this fall. The second part will come this winter. And hopefully there won't be any any major bug issues with it. We <laughs> That's <pray>. the hope. <laughs> we freaking pray. Like, come on, get one job here. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing. Well, this is a serious, very serious situation. I mean, yes, we, we, like, everyone's been climbing for some optimization. Like, I'm surprised they didn't like at least address that. Maybe, maybe they want don't want to like bring it down in that presentation. But come on, at least like they address it in some way. Like, yes, we'll be releasing an update patch. We'll include optimizations of up to 45 frames per second. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know, something of that yeah. sort. We will soon be releasing a patch. We're gonna call it the Nintendo Avengers patch because it fixes a thousand bugs. <laughs> thank you thank you see that was funny. <laughs> look overall it, it was a fine direct see here's the thing i forgot that pokemon day was monday so i came home from church on sunday and i referenced this on the podcast like oh i'm not gonna be able to see the pokemon direct when it comes out because i'll be at church i came home and i'm looking for the presents and like why is no one talking about this and i realized oh yeah it's on monday <laughs> so i didn't wake up to watch it because I'm like, oh, let's watch it later. I had a bad night's sleep. I'm finding a cold. And when I did wake up, I'm like, okay, I'll skip all the parts that I don't care about. So I was like, skip. 
Skip. You just skipped yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I, I stopped the Pokemon Sleep because it was clear that that was a new thing, and I was like, okay. And then I then I watched the DLC announcement, which which was fine. But yeah, this was very lackluster. It didn't make me feel like my troubled heart was a mi no. Uh, that's right. I'm bringing back Ed Sheeran. You can't keep the Sheeran down. Right. <laughs> I know some of you modded him out of the games. You're all heathens. You know it. But no, the it didn't make me feel that excited for what's coming outside of the DLC, which is later this year. Like we'll be lucky if we get it before August, I guess. So which is fine. I'd rather it be good and you know non buggy. So take your freaking time, Pokemon Company. Optimize the game. Yes. Yes. We have one console to program it for. Right, right, right. Don't release another Pokemon game for at least two or three more years. Yes. Yeah. Don't. Unless it's the Game Boy or Game Boy Advance stuff from Nintendo <laughs> Switch Online. Yeah. Like, be better. Like, you're Nintendo. This is literally your job. Be better. Okay? You're welcome. Goodbye. All right. Next up. Yes, I know. We have to stop talking about Pokemon now. But we're going to talk about something just as depressing, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh! <laughs> Ding. So, we have two pieces of news to talk about this. First... A bit of surprising news. The movie has actually gotten its release date moved up. That's right. It's not delayed. It's moved up. It's now releasing on April 5th. If you recall, it was supposed to release on April 7th. Not, not that much of a, you know, change, <laughs> Not right? much of a change. No. Not much of a change. So I really got thinking about this, and I'm like, okay, why? Why are they doing this? Because, like, this is – it's – you know, essentially a month away from release. Why do it now? Why do it like this? And then I thought about it, and my conclusion is they're trying to give themselves more time from Easter weekend. Pretty much, pretty much, yes, yes, yes. And I know some of you are thinking, like, would that really be a difference? Well, if you're thinking that, you've never celebrated Easter. So, as a guy who has, my parents went all out and still technically go all out for Easter, and that includes this year. So... They're, they always usually have a big meal. We have to go to you know, church together, dress up really nice, you know. And we try to just have a nice, relaxing day <laughs> to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. But that will obviously affect some people. And some people celebrate, like, the whole weekend. Like, I was lucky that my parents only celebrate you know, on Sunday. But we have Good Friday, we have Saturday, and then Sunday's resurrection. Right, right, right. So right. that, I feel, is what Nintendo was thinking. Like, oh, if people, you know... A lot of people, including families, because this is what the movie is tailored to, is the families. If they are celebrating this, they might not want to watch it that weekend for you know religious reasons. And that's their choice, obviously. Hmm. And so, by having it released on Wednesday, they could say, okay, you can't do the weekend. Here's three extra days. You know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's two extra days, I know. But here's some extra weekdays for you to go watch it. That's hmm. the only thing I can think of. All right, all right. I mean, yeah. Also, just more or less capitalizing on the on those two extra days in case, like, yeah, for for the religious reason of Easter. So, yeah. I mean, that's the. I mean, I don't follow uh, followed faith, but yeah, like that also gives me an opportunity to see it on Sunday. If anything else, but you know, I I can tell that these tickets are gonna sell real quick. There's no doubt about that. Like, so maybe it's just like even getting more of that uh um 
uh, leeway of like just getting as much people as possible. I mean, yes, as you said, two two extra days, get get more in, and yeah, it's just like get more, get more, get more. Yeah. All right. So again, it's now coming out on the fifth of April. So if you want to watch it early, let's go. <laughs> Get that accent there, Chris Pratt. Let's go. That's that's how you do it, Pratty. Also, segue. Segue. <laughs> so you you if you've been watching the Nintendo Entertainment podcast for a while, you know that we haven't exactly been kind to the casting of Chris Pratt for various reasons. I don't know why I'm doing this accent, but it just it feels right. All right, so, Rolling Stone. <laughs> <laughs> All that on my own. Now, um, so we and many, many other fans are not exactly happy with what they've heard from Chris Pratt as Mario. The people who making the movie really don't care. Like seriously, they are defending it to their ever dying day, and that includes directors Michael Hellenick and uh, Aaron Hor- Horvath. 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 <laughs> anyway, they go for us. It made total sense to cast Chris Pratt as Mario. He's really good at playing a blue-collar hero with a ton of heart. For the way that we have Mario characterized in our film, he's perfect for it, end quote. <sighs> that's it! <laughs> he plays that's a, a kind-hearted blue-collar worker. So does a million other working Joes out there here in America and everyone else. <laughs> like... yeah, and, and I just that, but like more established voice actors. Like, oh, I don't know, almost any anime protagonist. Like literally, mm-hmm. find one. All right, I'm, I'm not saying you have to hire the voice of Deku to be Mario. That'd probably be an odd mix. But, <laughs> you know, life finds a way, and this is not it. I don't believe. I'm sure that this is what they believe, but think about this: Who is the only character that you associate with uh, Chris Pratt being a quote blue collar hero with a ton of heart? It's Emmett from the Lego Movie. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. And that's not even. And that's even worse because he only did his voice as Emmett. Right, right. Oh, and let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, the second Lego Movie did horrible at the box office. No one is exactly sure why. Like, really, I remember when that came out and it did like not as like, half as well as the original, and no one knew why. Timing, plot, who knew? Chris Pratt voice, who knows? <laughs> But I don't think it was Chris Pratt's voice. It was no, it was Chris Pratt. <laughs> I, I will not bring Chris Pratt for that one. For that one, but I do not buy this reasoning. Oh, he's play, gonna play a blue collar hero with a ton of heart. We just wanted Emmett as Mario. Okay, but why though? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's literally it. I, I still maintain that they did this for the big name actor, <laughs> which you could have gotten away with with Chris Pratt. I'm sorry, with uh, Jack Black and Anna Taylor Joy and Keegan Michael Key and like. You know, you already have the big name actors. Bring in Charles Martinet as the actual Mario and be done with it. But no. Right? And I'm still not happy with Seth Rogen as uh, Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you die. No, I don't. You you die, Seth Rogen. Like, stop. <laughs> like, yeah, that laugh. Like, and of course, like the Chris Pratt saying, meow. Like, oh, oh. I don't know. I just died cringe in that moment. That so it's so, like... It was so cringe. Like, <laughs> and they're making fun of the cat power up. I'm like, I'm sorry. He could probably call your eyes out and climb up walls. And you're making fun of them because he's just as a cat. Really? Apparently. Uh... Right, 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 right. I'm right. sorry, if, if this is what helps defeat Bowser, why do you care that he dresses as a cat? And clearly, it's a power-up, so it clearly does something right. 
it's just I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, then again, we still have one more movie trailer release yeah. before before the movie's released, so we still have one more movie direct. <laughs> so maybe I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's nice to dream, <laughs> but dreams are meant to be broken. <laughs> like the the week before, I get actually we can't do it. The we'll have to do it the week before now because they moved it the release date. But the thirty. The 30th is now the last podcast before the movie airs. And by that time, I'm sure we'll have the reviews out. Mm -hmm. so, or at least I, I think we will. So we'll definitely be talking about the reviews and our we'll make predictions for its first box office weekend. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I do not have high hopes. But then I mean... Yeah. But then again, I've also wanted certain movies to fail, and it just didn't happen. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to interject, but basically, like, if, if anything else, I just want this movie to actually do good because it just only proves more of video game movies from, again, yes, we have The, the, the Last of Us on HBO, which is doing very good. And, of course, naturally, po po Detective Pikachu, Sonic movie, and now with Mario. So at least yeah, get the primary colors of video game icons in this in the good standings. <laughs> That's basically us. We have yellow and blue. <laughs> Let's make it red. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I don't want this movie to fail, but I, I think that I'm not unlike a certain other thing we're all talking about later, this feels at times like a shortcut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it feels a bit like a shortcut. Yeah. Like okay. I, my thing is it might it probably won't fail, but I might takeaway from that is that they're going to pull this crap again right 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 that's that's the downside that's yes. my fear <laughs> so, they're gonna, so you feel they're going to pull a velma oh, oh no 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 stop stop we do not talk about that okay. we do not talk about it i do need to talk about it because they did the honest trailer for it and that was full stop it was like seven minutes it was full stop the most i had seen in the entire series and that's the only seven minutes I won't even give and that, that series. That, was, that is the only seven minutes I will watch of that series. Even the Honest Trailer guy is like, who is this made for? Pretty much, pretty much. And I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I do, I, for the record, I am not saying that the Super Mario Brothers movie is going to be bad as Velma. If it was, I would, I would lead the crusade myself to stop Nintendo from doing something like this again. But <laughs> not unlike a Velma or certain recent MCU movies, I feel they're taking shortcuts to deliver what they feel is what we want to see right right so right i'm tired of that i am so tired of of these people saying oh this is what we need to showcase for them to come to the movie and to make it interesting i'm like no no that's not how it works and you could deliver something good without it being cheesy or hokey or stupid right, right right we are whether you're a kid a teen an adult you know what you like, and it, no matter how much you try and tailor it, we're going to tell you if we don't like it or not. There are legendary movies that I that I know people hate, like for legitimate reasons, not just you know contrarian ones. And there's people there were once ones that people like loathe, and yet other people support, like you know Snyder Cut, even though that's an actual good movie. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. And here, <coughs> I just it just it doesn't make sense that. A, how they're characterizing Mario as going from, like, zero to hero. I don't like that. We have plenty of that everywhere else, including plenty of anime. Uh, including with Deku, just saying. But, and then to Chris Pratt, who's doing absolutely no effort to try and be a Mario voice. He's just doing his voice as Mario. It's wrong. <coughs> we have Charles Martinet. Sorry. We have Charles Martinet. He's right there. He's willing to do it. 
the entire voice acting community is behind Charles Mart today, not the least of which is Tara Strong, and you know her voice carries literal weight, but she's great. It's just, it feels like a shortcut. Like, hey, let's get as many A-list actors here as possible. Why? I mean, the tradition of Hollywood, unfortunately, like, that's a big topic in itself. But basically, like, Hollywood just basically falls to the dishes. Like, oh, let's, like, bring in, like, yeah, uh, I mean, like, just the famous names, like, or someone, like, oh, good and done that has been done many times over from the MCU, from their past histories. Like, yes. I mean, again, look at, uh, what was the recent, uh, uh like, everywhere and nowhere like all, all everywhere ah, everything everywhere all at once yeah 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 thank you thank you and yeah that movie did great and yeah. that and like that movie broke to a lot of traditions so yeah just by all means like have like instead of just simply like have these big names like again like what how Tyler Strong more or less argued is just basically have a movie like a full-fledged like I don't know triple a movie like MCU budget and have, bring in all voice actors. I mean, heck, from Eric Bauza to heck, I don't even give props to even Gabriel Iglesias, a comedian who does plenty of voices, who who can more or less fill out an entire cast. Like Gabriel Iglesias, Charles Martinet, all these voice actors who are not, who are easy, much more easier on the budget, and they can fill out to, to do great, top great work by all means. Like, like you you hear their, their examples on video games. Why not bring them on the on the cinema? Also, I'm pretty sure Charles Martinet would not do a uh, half-hearted rant about why he likes Mario. Probably not. Yeah. Probably doesn't need to. I still remember my, <laughs> <He is> Mario. <laughs> I, I still remember my first, you know, Mario game where I was stomping Koopas. Idiot. <laughs> okay. And again, you can't stomp Koopa, Goombas or Koopas in your first uh, in the first Mario game. You die. That's how it works. Look it up. So yeah. Just, I, I don't know. We have one more direct. We'll see. We have one more movie direct. You know, we shall we shall endure, I suppose. All right, moving on. I'll let Will take over for this one. It's fresh season. Yep. So in case you haven't got the notification already with the longer DLC release of Ingopolis, yes, the fresh season is currently out, starting right now of, of March 1st. And yeah, there's definitely a lot of things, including the release of Manta Maria, the old returning stage from Splatoon 1, as well as the the second, uh, the newest stage was, is, um, uh, what was the stage? The ru something ruins a... Ah, dang it, dang it, I forgot. But, yeah, new stage, and of course, naturally, with the catalog, with the new battle pass, including with new emotes, new weapons, and as well as the new special, where they uh, teased up until release. So, yes, definitely the uh, the chump special. Like, yeah, basically, uh, uh, shooting the launching of all decoys. A very unique special, which I have faced off. And um, also, this is just a quick reminder as well. If you are in the X rankings... Uh, make sure you do some S rank series as well, because if you do not maintain your S rank uh, rankings of uh, being us plus ten, they will kick you out of the X rank, which that has happened to me. So I am no longer part of X rank now. So and now I gotta go struggle again to get back into my place. I wanna be where the people are. Give me back to my X rank. I do not want to go back. <laughs> He just but... did a little mermaid reference. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. I no, it's just... the people. I want to I go back. Please, I do not want to go back to the low ranks. Get me back to X ranks. But I digress. So, yeah, make sure you do some uh, X uh, series. 
your uh, X uh, series uh, matches in the rank battles by all means, people. So if you want to stay in the X ranks, and of course, naturally, this coming weekend is indeed the big run. So at uh, Inkblot Academy, which we'll be seeing, of course. New, especially with the new one of the horror horror which even when uh, but off the hook, uh, no, 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 uh, deep cut also talked about it. Like, oh, what is that image? Like, what a new King Salmonid. So I wonder, are they gonna bring that new King Salmonid into regular Salmon Run? I I wonder, but I guess probably gonna add it after the the big run of horror So who knows? Who knows? That's right. So overall from that. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's it's Platoon Three season again for all your players out there. And of course, naturally, if you bought the the Ink Office DLC, uh, oh, there is a, a a special banner you can get, which a lot I've been seeing a lot of people, which is a uh, Cali Marie. So yes, if you want to go, if you want to celebrate your Cali Marie uh, Squid Sister Pride, then by all means, just get the DLC and you can equip it right there. Plus, there's also another uh, special uh, Squid QR code on uh, the Splatoon 3's uh, Twitter account, which you, get, you can also scan via the, the Splatoon 3 app. So if you want to get an uh, exclusive battle there as well. So overall, a lot of content for Splatoon 3 players, and yeah, the season starts again. So by all means, get get up to fill out that battle pass, fill up that catalog. So yeah, it's good to be a Splatoon player, Splatoon three player right now, to say at least. Yeah. So I haven't touched fresh con the fresh season yet, but I probably will eventually, especially when the big run comes around. So we shall just have to see. Mm -mm. I'm in that same boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I still can't help but wonder like how people are gonna get re reach up to 140 eggs. That that'll be one see how what the high score is this time around. Fly finds a way. So. All right, next up, oh, just this, this piece like a weekly reminder till it, it happens. Uh, the Wii U 3DS eShop will be shutting down this month. <clears throat> so if you haven't gotten those games from those systems that you want, you're running out of time. Yes, you got to get this season. month right now. Yes, and I believe like you can't even buy Face anymore, if I recall correctly. I'm not sure. But yeah, they like, can't even get these exclusive anymore. By all means, this is your last month reminder. By all means, get you want to get download something? Do it now. Do it now. So, again, you have until the end of the month. Uh, just letting you know. All right, next up, we have uh, Mario Day announcements. I'll, I'll go through these really quickly. Um, there's going to be sales on Nintendo eShop throughout the month for, I believe, starting until the 23rd, I believe, for various Mario titles. So if you haven't gotten one, keep an eye out. You might get a sale soon. There is going to be a special Choose One bundle for the Nintendo Switch in which you will get the Switch, a set of red con uh, Joy-Con controllers to celebrate Mario, and then you would be able to choose one of three Mario games to download for free. You can either have Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. So, one free game alongside a new console purchase. Lucky, lucky you. They're Bundles! All yeah, they're also, if you have a My Nintendo account, You'll also be able to enter a contest to win a trip for you and three friends to Super Nintendo World. Cheer. Nice. <laughs> okay, okay. Hooray. There you go. The excitement, joy, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if, if you go to your My Nintendo uh, account and if you want to apply, you have until next month, so it's not you don't have to do it immediately, but... I don't even think the contest starts until Mario Day, so just pay attention. Mm -hmm. So, and then there was gonna be uh, new announcements and other uh, like sales announcements and their Mario tie-ins and such. 
for that. And of course, later this month, we are going to get the uh, uh, Mario Brothers Direct, which Will referenced earlier. So stay tuned for that. Uh, all right, next up, we have uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. He talked about what life will be like after he's gone from Nintendo. He's not retiring, not yet, but he is considering what it will be like when he's gone from Nintendo. He says, quote, you know, I really feel like it's not going to change. It's probably <laughs> going to be the same. There, probably. Yeah, probably. There's, you know, people on the executive team, creators within the company, and also people who create Mario, they all have this sense of what it means to be Nintendo. And so it's not like there's a lot of different opinions to, that go back and forth. Everyone has an understanding that's kind of shared understanding of what it is to be Nintendo. And so even when there's new ideas that come up, there's always the fact that it's a new idea, but also the fact that it's a new idea that really has the essence of being Nintendo or not. And I think that's something that, you know, we have this incredible shared vision, almost a little scary shared vision about this. So I think there won't be, you know, it's not going to change, end quote. It's not going to be dystopia. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think we should be surprised by this because... Miyamoto hasn't had an overarching influence on Nintendo in the grand scale for a long time. I mean, the Pikmin 4 thing, that's totally him. Absolutely, that's his franchise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Mario is in multiple people's hands. Zelda's in Anuma's hands. Um, you know, it's not like before when, you know, you had to have Miyamoto's guidance to do things. It's not that way anymore. Yeah, it's like they have proper delegation, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if that leads to make if that ensures we don't get another sticker star, then fine. That was a joke. Come on. <laughs> Even sticker star does nothing much to laugh at about That's it. That's true. That's fair. You, you could call that a sticking point. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang right. All right. Uh, next up we have Bandit Origins. Okay, this was interesting because Nintendo dropped two tweets the other day and they discussed two different elements or new story details about the game first off one of the characters we're going to meet in the game is an umber witch called morgana and she apparently lives on the edge of the avalon forest where bayonetta slash Ceresa is going to be adventuring and she is typically a solitary woman slash witch but she invites Ceresa to come live with her and makes her her pupil. So apparently this is the woman, slash witch, that is going to teach Ceresa to be Bayonetta. Which is very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And then we got another tweet that talked about elemental cores. These are things that you will have Cheshire absorb, and it will help him and Ceresa overcome various obstacles and foes within the game. Okay, so a la, Sam, a la Sam Simotroid. Okay, okay. So the, the cores are wood, stone, water, fire, heart. Go, planet! <laughs> I would say if Captain Planet shows up, I, I'm not going to be mad. I mean, I, I would not be, I wouldn't pop past Planet Games if they put in a wonderful 101 reference. I would not be surprised. Yeah. So now another thing that I, uh, someone told me is that previews for Bayonetta Origins has come out. And it's already looking pretty positive. Like, they're saying that the game is deeper than you think. It's visually stunning. It's got a great gameplay loop. Hopefully, we'll hear more as we get closer. Remember, the game is coming out on the 17th. So we're only about two weeks away. So, yeah. Hype. What? 
I said hype. Oh, hype! <laughs> emphasis, <laughs> emphasis, Scott. Hype! Yeah, just this, again, we're going banger after banger of, of great games. And of course, now with the current games right now, like, yeah. <laughs> and we're still trying to get people trying to buy Metro Prime 3 Remaster Physical. So, yes, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in this game, and I'm glad that I will have it to focus on. I have to try and you know, get it done so I can play Jedi Survivor or other way around. This game is looking very interesting, and then even just hearing about you know the, this new Umber Wish that we're gonna meet, I I'm curious about how it's all gonna play out. And hearing that the previews are already positive, that's great. I'm loving that. So very excited for what this game can be. So we shall see. <laughs> all right, next up we have okay, the announcement that was already known, but now it's official. Nintendo will not be at E3. Oh, that's a big surprise! Yeah, and I know what you're thinking. Didn't we already know that? Well, yes and no. When, uh, you know, certain E3 announcements were being made, it was stated that, from a report, that Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo were not going to be there. This did not come from them, but sources close to them. We all know how sometimes that doesn't work out. I'm looking at you, Nintendo Switch Pro and Bloomberg. But now we have an official statement from Nintendo. Quote, we approach our involvement in any event on a case-by-case -case basis and are always considering various ways to engage with our fans. Since this year's E3 show didn't fit into our plans, we have made the decision not to participate. However, we have been and continue to support, sorry, be a strong supporter of the ESA and E3. Okay, sure. Hey. Yeah, sure, Dan. <laughs> sure, Dan. So, um... Yeah, there's really nothing much to say about it. Okay, like, what's new? Nintendo's not going to be at E3. Good. I'm fine. Like, yeah, you've been doing the Rex for, like, how many years now? So, yeah, we're not missing much. We're not missing much. Yeah. And I, <coughs> sorry, I do appreciate them talking about it in this nature. Like, they're, they're not saying they don't like E3. They're saying that this doesn't fit into our plans of what we want to do to connect with fans, which is not unlike what they've thought about E3 before the, you know, the big gap due to the pandemic. Yeah. Remember, they were the first to leave. They were the ones who went from, hey, we're going to do on-stage presentations to, hey, we're going to do our digital showcases and then have on-floor events. And now they don't even have that. So this isn't new per se. It's just them being more specific and saying, hey, you know, we, we love you guys. We dig E3. We really do. But this isn't for us. This isn't for us this year. It could change next year. You never know. But this year, no. I mean, the day that Nintendo comes back as was a physical presentation, like that will be something. <laughs> yeah. So probably when they have like some hardware to show off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But and, and another reason might be that, and this is just this feeds into the rumors that we've heard. Um, how do I say this? They they might not feel like they have enough to like warrant a presence at the show like think about it like think, we talked about this during the direct we have some big games coming but we only know one game for the back half and that's pikmin 4 mm -hmm. yeah we know we're not getting a big pokemon tile this year the pokemon presents confirm that uh, outside of the dlc that doesn't count um, dlc does not count <laughs> in, this, in this in this case it really doesn't i mean especially since it's gonna be like fall and winter they might not even have something available to show at that time you know it's a different it's a different thing um so, and we don't know about 
Metroid Prime 4, who knows anymore with that game. And if they don't have a lot of big announcements, then why would they, you know, again, c spend a lot of money to go to a show that they don't even know the turnout of? Because who knows who's going to be there this year? And then, and then we had all these announcements, all, all these other shows. There's already a big rumor about a PlayStation showcase and uh, what that might have. It's it, it makes sense from them from a business standpoint and various other standpoints to just, you know, if we're going to have something, we're going to have it direct on that week or around that week or after E3. Who knows? Right, 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 right. So we'll see. All right. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? To meet your doom, doom, doom. I just hear that lady's voice like doom. Uh, even even when Mario Rabbit's, uh, I hear her voice. It it haunts me. Ugh. Yeah. So you're saying you're haunted by doom? That's a very interesting insight. Well, so, okay. So the first wave of the uh, season pass for Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope is coming soon. And it is the Tower of Doom! <laughs> not incredibly obvious. Right. So, uh, specifically, I had it here. Where was it? Uh, oh, it's out today! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I thought it came out later. But yes, it is out today. This is the first wave of the expansion pack for Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So, what do you get in the Tower of Doom? Okay, uh, you're going to get an all-new kind of uh, challenge maps. These are going to be, quote, it's going to be a new combat mode with, quote, ever-changing battles. So you're going to have, you know, new areas every single time. Uh, harder expeditions to challenge yourself in. All-new enemies with incredible powers, and they are not going to hold back on you. So bring your best party. Make sure they have the best gear, and be ready to face shore. <laughs> yeah, wake me up when Rayman comes, then then I'll be excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly that's the one we're all waiting on, right? <laughs> I mean, Rayman, come on, Ubisoft's icon, come on. So now, to be clear, that this is the first wave. The second wave is going to be a brand new world with a brand new rabid villain. Um, we don't know anything about her, but she's along the line of you know uh, Edge and all the other Spark Hunters. And then the third wave, which is allegedly still, still supposed to come out the, later this year, is the Rayman content where he'll be teaming up with uh, Rabbit Peach and Rabbit Mario for an all-new adventure. So, now, I, ha I do have to say this because some people don't, get, don't realize it. The Tower of Doom is only available if you get the entire season pass. Yeah, so yep. if you want a challenge map, like a Bloody Palace map, a la Double May Cry, then maybe this is something for you. But as of right now, eh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, Yeah. so if, you, if you're interested, the first wave is available now. So you can get the full season pass, play the Tower of Doom, and then wait for the other waves went to uh, arrive. And then see how it goes. Or if you want to wait until the entire DLC set is out and they get everything, by all means. So, all right, and now uh, to our main event. Now, this one, we'll admit, I we actually kind of struggled uh, with thinking of a main event tonight because while there was stuff there was talk we could talk about, and we obviously have, it didn't feel like it was like the most important thing in the world until Will brought up the uh, splat content, specifically 
the stuff that came out right before the fresh season in wave one of the Splatoon 3 expansion pass. Because you get to go to Inkopolis. And that's it. <coughs> yeah. So we're going to discuss what we call the bottom tier of DLC and things Nintendo got wrong. Okay. So allow me to be blunt on this matter. Um, I think this is stupid. <laughs> not, no, not, not the topic, but what they did with this DLC, this first part of this DLC. This could have been in fresh season. This should have been in fresh season. I mean, think about it. It, it, this could have been like that perfect addition. Like, hey, by the way, you want to really stay fresh? Why don't you head back to Inkopolis? Mm, yes. That, the, would, that would have accentuated it so well. The fact that this thing could have been added as a free update, that is like, yeah. And the fact that th this expansion pass, separate, again, the price of entry is $25. And this is the first half of it, quote unquote. And the way to just how it is, and like yes, they they prepared for the update, and which is basically like how many gigabytes? It was it was a pretty uh, sizable uh, download, and when you get it, it's like okay, great. And if you decide to go into the purchase, yes, as I said before, you have a Cali Marie uh, banner you can uh, equip yourself with. But aside from that, like yeah, go back to Ingapla, see the, all the new modernizations of it all, including new NPCs. Great, that's happy. And of course, naturally, with the recent update as well, you also get to go um, set rooms for table turf battles online and real time. So yes, you don't have to play uh, a, a compute player com player ghost characters data anymore. So you can play real time now, which is okay, nice, great. But aside from the Ingapla's, what else? Well, as it, as our dear host said, that's it. Like I've been seeing the consensus so far from all the players right now is basically saying like, all you can be it literally almost takes about ten minutes just to cover the entire thing and that's it. Like sure you can see all the new NPCs, Annie's bag, the the sons of the sons of Sheldon, uh, Fred Crumbs, nice name by the way to to, to replace uh, Krusty Sean, and of course naturally uh. Uh, Jalonzo, of course, fan, fan favorite Jalonzo is back as well, but and with Arch, with us, uh, I think Spike was the Urchin. I think that was his name. Yeah. But yeah, see him again, which is okay. See him and his creepy gory of eating ours, uh, eating those uh super shells. But yeah, and of course, yeah, that's good. Seeing Callie Marie, see them in their booths again, and actually, naturally, in all Splatoon games, if you stare at them for a long time, they will like, oh, notice me, senpai, <laughs> which is always nice, but. After that, that's it. The hub world is like sure you get a, a very you get the same Splatoon one hub world, which is more closer, sure. But why would you want that aside from like convenience? Because we came from a long way from Splatoon one to Splatoon three, and Splatoon three is like so much more interactive, so much so bigger, and like just this interactive to see these NPCs, all that, and like yeah, that feels like much more lived in instead of simple. Uh, town in Goblin Square that we we all be all Splatoon fans had began, and like if you want to just play this thing for simple nostalgia, like fine. But the fact that you're paying like let's see, split in half, like half of twenty five dollars for this first half, and like yeah, not even no difference. Like the lobby isn't any different, and like the addition of the jukebox that that's a nice feature. But that again, that was including the end update. But the fact that there's no other difference aside from like oh. Uh, a, a new hub world. That's it. 
and not not even change like having like um the squid sisters doing the 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 the, the, sp- the squid cast instead of the usual uh deep cut they we could have had um the squid sisters Kelly Marie actually do the the intros of the stages um all that the the samurons we could have had that as a significant update that would clearly push it even it's just for me this this screams of laziness. Like Yeah, it really does. It, it just it does. It just does. I'm like look, is going back to Ecopolis a good idea? Sure. Why not? Why not? I mean there's some there's some people... It's nostalgia. it's was nostalgia bait. It's basically nostalgia bait. I I'll I'll, I'll, fr- I'll admit that it's nostalgia bait. Yeah. And to an extent who doesn't love nostalgia, but there's a difference between, you know, having it and then having to pay a lot to get it. I don't want to pay for this. Like I, I'm, I will pay for the side order. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's a story content, yes. Yeah, because I think that's going to be meaningful, and I know Deep Cut will be there, but in a meaningful way. Versus this is like you don't even like have interactions with Callie and Marie. They're just there if you are there during the Splatfest. So you could buy this DLC and never go to Inkopolis, and thus it's just there. Right, yep. right, right. Just for the sake of completion, as well, like get the add-ons by all means. But aside from that, it's nothing else. It's nothing else. I mean, maybe. I mean, perhaps I will, I'll be buying eventually for the side order. But like, if you want to go for like take photos of the splat during Splatfest or Big Run or whatsoever, like sure. I mean, the only thing I can see this very good for is for photo ops with your amiibos. Just that's about it. So the, the fact is, like, they didn't add more to this. Like this first half is just so light, and like how they advertised it is like. Yeah, it didn't help. We like already, as you said, like when we first saw it, a lot of people had their suspicions. Like, was it just it? Yeah, it was. It really was just it. No, nothing more to it. So the fact that this first half is just not good, and we have to wait until the second half of the side order to really justify the purchase of the expansion passes. Like, it's really okay. Wait, so just to clarify, you have bought this, Will, right? I have not yet. I have okay. not yet. I'm planning to. What I'm pl- planning to. Okay, I'm going to look up the price of the Splatoon expansion pack. Uh, because I remember the Octo expansion was $40. $40? Pretty sure it was. I mean, it was, or was it 20 I remember it as 20 It was 20 Yeah, okay, fine. Tw- yeah, 20 actually does sound right. All right, according to this, it's $25. Yeah, yeah, yeah 25 Okay, <laughs> so that, I'll admit, that's not too bad price-wise. All right, you could easily they could have if it was like thirty or above, I totally would have called them out on that. So that's not too bad given how much the Octo expansion was. But that's still you're charging people to for a nostalgia run that they don't need. I mean, it, this is bottom tier, and you say, like, oh, but you're getting this and the side order. Yeah, but we'd rather just have the side order. I mean, yeah, is the... there that many people wanting to go back to Inkopolis? They would pay for this. It's just kind of strange with Nintendo's DLC practice of, of late. Like, again, the prior game, Octo Expansion, by far one of the greatest DLCs out there. And like for for Nintendo game, like story content, more levels, and just like fleshes out the lore of Splatoon. Like that was a great DLC. DLC clearly justified, and like even I would argue even better than the Battle of the Goddess of Breath of the Wild. I mean, sure, you get challenges, get see the champions once again, but that's just about it. And plus, I said you get the motorcycle, but yeah, that's okay, fine, that's it. But yeah, like this DLC compared to like yeah, Splatoon Two is like yeah, Splatoon Two is just one story DLC for for twenty bucks, but it was loaded, and 
here they added up just for the first part like and just we need something more of a hook i mean no pun intended but like the, sure it's a nostalgia literally nostalgia bait hook like to bring back people to go back to splatoon one uh a proper because again who wants to hook up back to on the wii and it's just yeah the the way it's just nintendo this is not really how you want to advertise your dlc practices just like you want something that really is like okay, have nostalgia bait, good, but also add more to it to like really justify this. I mean, on hindsight, maybe it will increase the price of the DLC, maybe. But when you like really pushing forward to have have a support Splatoon three for the many years to come, like you want to like be able to get this thing and like make it feel justified. And this at the moment right now, not justified. Scott, yeah, it's not worth it. I'm just going to put that as a, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that that is all it is. I was expecting more from having more than just going to Inkopolis. Like there should be something you can do in the actual location. Right. I mean, like some sort of interaction, like, I don't know. We, we see like the monorails and of course, naturally it's implying where we would have to go back to the place of Splatoon 2 with a la side order. And like, yeah, have all, you can, and you have to go all these main locales of the tune lore, but as of right now, like interaction change, like who can present the the, the squid cast to you, Kali Marie off the hook or deep cut. Like if they had that option, then yes, that, that I even argue that would be fairly enough. That'd but be pretty cool to, to choose who can present your squid cast. But now this is just. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, yes, with, with Splatfest, the Tricolor Tour Force, you got to have three people. I mean, sure, that makes sense. But if we have, like, different hosts or something more, more interactive, I mean, I don't know, go have more, open up more locations in Inkopolis Square or in Inkopolis Tower, something, anything at all, uh, Squid Team. You could have added more to it, but, like, yeah, establish what, like, bring back what's already established, but add more to it. Like I don't know. Um, for example, but maybe like look at uh Dead Space remake. They they brought back classic, but added so much more to it. Like some do something in that realm and vein. Yeah, I mean they didn't need to do it nearly to that level, but they should at least you know done something. Yeah, yeah. I think the big the big thing here is that you clearly spent time upgrading Inkopolis from the Wii U version to the Switch version. You know, clearly augmented it so we could, you know, do splat or uh, salmon run and the table turf battles and whatever else has been added since Splatoon 2. So you clearly had to change things already. But then you stopped. I don't know what they would have specifically added to make Inkopolis even better. But they've already proved with Fresh Season that they're doing a lot. I mean, between Chill Season and Fresh Season, we've had multiple new stages. Uh... We had, you know, lots of new gear, new weapons. They brought back Kraken Royale. They upgraded Table Turf. Um, we're getting, you know, not just the big run season, uh, part two soon, but we're going to get the uh, extra work in April. So they're clearly doing a lot of work, and yet with this, they just did the bare bones. Like, hey, this is nostalgia. Pay us five extra bucks for it. Pretty can much. Just, can I just save the five bucks and wait for side order? I don't know. Yeah, would be preferable. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's it just again the, the the inconsistency of Nintendo's DLC practice of late 
Like, I mean, let, let's look at another bad example. Um, we're going to like a striker's charge. Like, yeah, free free updates, fine, but it's yeah, it was, I think it's a little little too too little too late. Absolutely. And we're going to other DLCs. Like, I, I, I would even argue we're going to uh, mark our 8 Deluxe uh, Booster Pass. Like, sure. You, you basically get another game from that Booster Pass. Four, 40 plus, yeah, 48 new courses. But is it? Really worth it once again. We, we argue many times, or we could have Mario Kart 9, but they don't know what to do with it, they don't know what how they can make it Mario Kart 9. So, like, proponents of that, like, they can argue, like, yeah, about the, the boost pass for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, not really worth it unless you want to have more courses and playing that game daily. And yeah, the only DLC that I can really argue say it is really much worth it from Nintendo side was in this October expansion. Just because it was well worth the DLC price of admission and just gave us more. So, yeah. and now how they advertise here is Platoon 3. Yes, I'm saying it again, but yeah. If they started with side order and then ended up with Inkopolis, maybe have some difference. I mean, oh, yeah. And of course, the, the biggest great example of, of Nintendo's greatest DLC practice Smash Bros. Ultimate. They, 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 they brought in two uh, pa- volumes of new characters, new stages, new music, and all that. And some of them, yes, me costumes, cosmetic, and all that. But the fact they're also bringing new characters, and which everyone was losing their minds here, is like, yeah, arguably one of the greater, great DLC practices from Nintendo, you know, from Smash Ultimate. So just the inconsistency of all is just, it's, yeah, it's maddening. It's maddening. Although, was Smash Brothers really the best DLC considering we got Minecraft, Steve? <laughs> one out of uh, elf ten characters. I mean, again, we have Pyramid, we have Sephiroth, we have Sora. So, I mean, yes, it is an ink blot. I give you that. It's an ink plume. But are you gonna really gonna let the bad apples spoil much? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. It's but we also got blood. Sora. We got Joker. <laughs> I know we didn't see it coming. Hey, you set yourself up for that one. <laughs> All right, so. I guess we'll lead the venting there. I mean, Nintendo, I know you. we keep talking about your whole two-step forward, one-step back thing, but you really should have known better. I mean, and this, this isn't just us. Like, Will has heard from many people saying that this content is just meh. It's like, okay, it's nostalgia, but it runs out really quickly because all you're doing is the same stuff that you're doing at Splatsville. Yep. So, we, I was hoping for something more. I mean, who knows? Like, maybe it's we're still too early to say. I mean, I'll, I'll give Nintendo room. Like, if they decide to like add more other updates to have more interactions in Inkopolis Square, other uh, updates down the line, by all means, fine. But at the current moment, right now, it's like it's really hard to justify buying the expansion pass at the moment. Yeah, it's really not worth it. There you go. So we have spoken. Don't get it. Wait for the side order. Moving on. Because with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. What do you think of this topic of the Splatoon 3 expansion pass? Do you think it's wrong that Nintendo is charging a little bit more just to give us a nostalgia run that we didn't really ask for? Or are you going to get it regardless? Uh, are you going to get the Mario and Rabbids DLC? Uh, what do you? What did you think of the Pokemon Presents? And do you think it's, they should have done more than just the DLC? There are lots of DLC talk today. I didn't realize this. <laughs> there you go. Uh, are you going to try and take part in the Mario Day uh, events and sales? And what do you think of uh, the confirmation that Nintendo will not be at E3? 
Are you okay with that? What do you hope that they do during that time of the year? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Warrior Will, I am Triforce Tile. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>